Hey there, I'm Father Roderick and welcome to another walk. And this walk may sound very different from what you are used to. Actually, if you listen closely, on my left you can hear the sound of a waterfall. And all around me are strange exotic birds chirping and singing. Some children are running past, super excited, because they are exploring a part of the world that for them is completely unknown, because it's normally not part of the Netherlands. I'm walking under a huge dome in a landscape that is a recreation of a South American jungle. And I'm looking at this artificial waterfall and a bridge that extends over a small pond. And in the distance between the foliage, I can see beautiful exotic birds with bright orange colors and yellow beaks. And I can go down a few wooden stairs here and walk across this pond as I get closer and closer to the waterfall here and I can feel the humidity in the air and some water that is coming in my direction because there is a bit of bit of a wind also because of all the temperature differences inside this huge dome and the road over there is blocked so I'm turning around and walking back over this bridge up the stairs and to the left. I'm surrounded by palm trees and huge luscious plants, lots of flowers. There's these gorgeous white flowers here growing in the bushes. The various pathways are all turning and twisting and as I follow a bend in the road I cross another bridge over a river that harbors a few animals that you normally would find only in the Amazon. And if I look closely, I can see some fish swimming there below me. <laughs> Whereas here, as I walk to the sun, because this is a glass dome, so there's actually a lot of sunlight here too. The road is getting a bit wider and the sound of the various birds is getting louder as well because a lot of them are sitting on the ledges of this building here on my left which is in fact a restaurant and if you look closely here in the rock face on my left you can see big holes from which very humid air is pumped into this dome. So you get an extreme humidity. And the reason that I'm here is that I am just enjoying myself on a day out. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous spring day. And I wanted to do something different. And I remembered that a number of months ago, 
or actually almost a year ago, I was here too. And I was filming a television episode about this particular zoo. This is a zoo near the city of Arnhem. And Father Henry happened to know its owner. And uh, it is the son of a, of a, of a family that has uh, built up this, this zoo for generations now. I think this is the third generation. And um, in addition to being um, a very accomplished zoo organizer or zoo director, he's also a Catholic and um, has a lot to say about the preservation of nature and what we can learn from the animal world, from the plant world. And so for the Feast of St. Francis, I decided to make a special television episode dedicated to that particular topic. And what better place to film that than right here in this beautiful, beautiful zoo where it's very different from a lot of other zoos that I know in the Netherlands, where most of uh, uh, the animals live in cages. And of course they do their best to create a nice environment. But the Netherlands being such a small country, a lot of these zoos are also small. Whereas this zoo is built on, on a hill in the middle of uh, a very big natural area in the Netherlands. And so they have a lot of space to recreate certain natural habitats. This is one of them. Of course, you wouldn't be able to do this outside in the Dutch cold weather. So that's why they created this uh, glass dome. But other parts are outside. And in fact, I am heading to the exit if I can find it. <laughs> and I've been... Uh, spending a couple of hours here today um, getting back into the swing of things when it comes to filming because I realized that it has actually been one of the last things that I filmed that was this particular episode that took place right here I remember at the end of the day so we filmed in the afternoon and then uh, when all the guests left around five o'clock in the evening we basically had the park for ourselves and we could walk there with the director who spent hours and hours with us uh, interviewing him in various places and we ended here right around sunset and the, the light was very similar to what it is right now and we're coming up to this uh, uh, recreation of a of a jungle hut <laughs> from the 50s this has a bit of an Indiana Jones vibe to it as well you see this old Coca-Cola um, advertisement that they have eaten away by rust uh, on the side of this of this hut so you're meant to believe that this is a bit of a settlement and this uh, this big wooden bridge on which I'm walking right now is made out of railway tracks railroad tracks and so they really uh, did their best to give it a story as well at least a suggestion of a story and this was such a wonderful setting to film but that's one of the last things that I filmed it for months and months and months I haven't touched my camera oh wait a minute my phone is now telling me that I'm still 
my heart rate is 122 so it means I'm I'm really really walking slowly I'm also measuring my steps because I well I get to that why I do that later on so my, I've got my phone running and uh, it counts my steps and measures the distance that I go but since then I have not filmed anything else but the the videos that I do at home in my small tiny studio uh, where it's all in front of a a camera on a tripod with uh, with a teleprompter <laughs> and a text that I project on a slanted mirror uh, thanks to my old iPhone 6. And so in terms of actual work that has almost nothing to do with uh, the, the work that I normally do when I'm trying to film documentaries and television episodes. Here's a small staircase that goes upstairs. I've never been here. You know, one of the things is, uh, when, when you're filming a day like this um, with a guest, you don't want to waste people's time. So you scout for uh, locations, you ask your questions, and then you move on to the next location. And so I really did not have much time to take it all in, other than just marveling at the beauty of this environment so I'm going down a small staircase now that ends into a small there's a small pond I'm not sure if I'm supposed to continue here I guess they made this so so you can climb over these stones but and I see a path that continues there I'm just not sure if this decoration or am I if I'm actually supposed to go well I, you know what let's do it I'm using a few stepping stones here to get over this creek. There is another waterfall here on my left, and then I climb upwards. There's this tiny little path hidden in the bush. Oh my gosh. If they would close the zoo now, <laughs> they would probably not even know that I was there. Oh, here's another part of that creek. I'm above the waterfall now. There's another stepping stone in the middle. middle. I'm wearing my walking shoes, so even if I slip, um, at least my feet should uh, should stay dry. And then the path continues to climb upwards, and I can almost touch the glass dome now. I had no idea that this was here. And uh, everywhere along the road, you see these small feeding stations. So this is a, a pole, and it's got a little cup on top with some greenish water inside it. I guess it's uh, sugar water. And so every once in a while you'll see one of these exotic birds just eating or drinking that sugar water. Um, and since they're used to people walking around here, they actually, uh, you can approach them quite well. There's this tiny little bird here on my left. Scurrying around, here's another opening on my right where very hot, humid air is pumped into the jungle. Wow. I truly feel like a, <laughs> uh, a missionary in the jungle or an Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. What is that? Oh, it, it, this is cool. Oh, wow. This is a bridge made out of um, uh, wooden poles or wooden planks. And they're hanging... Um, from both sides on ropes so the the pole in the center is uh it's just basically a big swing <laughs> and i guess you can walk 
over these planks to the other side. Is that a wise thing to do when you're carrying all this equipment? Because not only do I have my, my audio equipment with me, let me just uh, secure my bag a little bit more, but I also have my video equipment, my camera. I'm just gonna step on this thing. I hope it's not moving too much. Holy cow. This may be a totally wrong idea because I need both hands to hold on to these ropes. Oh my gosh. Oh, you can easily fall into the water. <laughs> oh boy. This is one of the most uh, adventurous walks, I would say, that I've ever done. So if you hear a big splash and then that's the end of the recording, it means that the audio recorder has fallen into the water. Let me just go to the other plank here. Oh my goodness. That's a big leap. And so around me, you've got these beautiful orange birds. I saw one actually sitting on this uh, swing-like uh, contraption here that I'm walking over. And then he flew away when I was approaching, of course, but absolutely beautiful colors. This is one of those moments that I really regret that I am not able to do both things at the same time, do an audio recording and take pictures. But one of the reasons that I'm here is also to test out my equipment again and to get back into the routine of filming and using my camera. Uh, the lens that I currently am using, one of the lenses, because I've, I've got two lenses on, with me, and I changed them. Ah, I'm, I'm on the other side. I made it. <laughs> I didn't fall into the water. <laughs> Thank goodness. So we're going to go down this hill and see if we can go outside. In the, and uh, I can take you to the rest of the zoo. Uh, the, the, the new lens that I'm trying out is, uh, is a fixed lens, so it, you can't zoom in with it, and it's super high, um, it's very sensitive to light, so you can do this beautiful blurry background stuff. Um, however, it's also, I'm walking over this wooden bridge, as you can tell, um, it's also, uh, not... Uh, balance so it doesn't have any uh, motion attenuation or how do you call that so I have to really get used to and it's a pretty heavy lens because it's a big it's a lot there's a lot of glass in there so I wanted to uh, try out that lens and see what I could do and it's a beautiful lens for for studio uh, photography um, and and video filming and if you've seen my YouTube videos you see that it works really well even in small spaces uh, but I was really curious to see if I could use it also for situations like this, where I'm walking around and I'm, I'm uh, filming nature. So I want to take a look at the sharpness and the handling, uh, because you have to do uh, a lot of manual adjustment while filming. And if you don't have the habit... Oh, wow, look at that. <gasps> Oh, that is gorgeous. I haven't seen these last time I was here. These are uh, very bright, orangey-red, almost fluorescent flamingos. Or No, actually, are they flamingos? No, they're uh, very, very beautiful birds. There are like five of them. Absolutely gorgeous. Wow. 
you know what, I'm just going to play the tourist here and take a picture. <laughs> this is just too nice. I do have my phone on me as well, or my uh, my real camera, but it's in the it's in the the sling on bag that I uh, always carry with me. Oh yeah, as I expect expected, as soon as you start using your phone, um, it just that's the end of it. It doesn't really um, show the 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 nuances of these colors at all. Maybe if I zoom in a tiny little bit. Thankfully this is a pretty good lens. I'm just stunned by the um, the, sh the brightness of these birds. Okay, well, I took a few pictures. Um, maybe if you follow me on Facebook uh, or Instagram you'll be able to, uh, to see them. If I don't forget to post them. Uh, and that little expedition there up there on the hill under the dome um, with this humidity was actually a lot more challenging than I thought so I'm here to uh, to try out the camera gear um, get back into that routine of quickly changing lenses making adjustments through a sliding door here oh it's so nice and cool We're in the shadow and here is a curtain made out of ropes Probably also to keep animals or small animals and birds from uh, escaping. Because, of course, if they would get out of that environment, fly into the Dutch, uh, <laughs> the real Dutch weather, I don't think that they would live very long. Wow, from here, from the outside, you can see the, uh, the, technical, uh, the technical side of things. So there's a, a big metal construction that keeps everything in place. Uh, all these rods that form a big half dome absolutely gorgeous so I'm going to follow this road upstairs uh, up the up, up another hill so this this entire zoo as I said before is built on a hill and here is a uh, here are some signs that tell you what is where so you've got chimpanzees uh, monkeys on the left and here this is elephant and park. So that's the entrance of the park. They have two African elephants here, older ladies. And uh, so I always know that if I walk towards the elephants, I know that I'm getting closer to the, to the entrance. I, oh, wait a minute. The ocean, it says, is to the right. That's where I actually want to go uh, because they have a gorgeous... Um, aquarium uh hall or it's actually built as a big grotto and they've they've got these huge uh glass walls and um uh massive tanks with sharks and just amazing uh there's even a like a glass tunnel that you can walk uh through and you're underwater it's insane i remember interviewing I think I have to go to the right. Okay, so it is actually where I came from. But I guess since they indicated here, it's shorter than if I go back to the entrance. So we'll just follow these people here and go to this entrance that is marked Bush. Uh, so I guess we're, we're back in the jungle. <laughs> Another curtain of ropes. And here is another entrance into... yeah. We're going back in the jungle. Well, anyway, it's, 
makes for a very nice soundscape. Oh, the oppressive heat and humidity. <laughs> Once you've been outside, you, you, now you can tell how hot and humid it is here. Whoa. Um, so it, I, I just gave myself a, a day to, um, to just get used to filming uh, and, and, and handling the camera. And that's actually all I want to do right now. So I'm just going to follow these blue icons that uh, have a shark on them that point towards the ocean. And uh, I hope I can get there before the park closes because it's already... Uh, it's about... 20 minutes before they they will close but not to worry i'll be back here because actually this morning i um i got myself uh um a, a subscription to the zoo for a year so i can basically go here whenever i want to this is about an hour a little bit more than an hour on bike from where i live so it's not the closest zoo there is another zoo um near Rainen, so that's to the west of Father Henry. Uh, ocean is this way. But uh, that zoo is very different from this one. It's, it's just one of those smaller zoos where everything, the animals are all in cages and it's, it's not as not as much a, an experience as this zoo and I love spending just time here and I the fact that I can now basically go whenever I want gives me an opportunity to also dwell in this zoo. And I think that's <laughs> that's just another advantage of living in this area. Um, in Amersfoort, where I used to live, they, there was a zoo. Um, and But I never went there. <laughs> and it wasn't as exotic as this one. That's the ocean still going in the right direction up this hill I have no idea so this is only the second time that I'm visiting and the last time of course we had the director showing us where to go so I didn't have to pay attention <laughs> now I'm exploring the park by myself and I was like oh wait a minute I recognize this but how did I get there <laughs> all right so now I'm finally taking a different path and we're going into another cave and it's very dark there and it says ocean. Yeah, here we go. We're entering the ocean. The sound is changing. We're stepping into a, a hall. Very dark here. A few lamps left and right. And everything is uh, uh, created as if this is a, a big uh, uh, grotto. Some more doors open. And again, now I'm underneath a, a dome, and this is an open area with a, a recreation of a beach area and coral. Um, they even created backgrounds, painted backgrounds that uh, uh, create an illusion that their space is actually much bigger than it is. And the, you're very craftily. Um, uh, turning and twisting so it makes the the space look much bigger than it actually is and here's the first part of the aquarium so this is a half open aquarium it's got a curved uh, wall and if I go on my knees I can see tons of beautiful birds that could be straight from from a Pixar movie 
and uh, the uh, sand on the floor is is white and there's also some coral and and plants growing there it's really gorgeous oh and here on the left is another one these fish are slightly bigger whoa I don't know if it's the glass but I think it has a like a magnifying effect as well so these these fish look absolutely gorgeous and there's something fascinating about these fish I've always been as a child uh, in love with aquariums I had a small one myself and whenever I went to a zoo this was the place where I would spend most of my time there's something so calm about these fish now we're entering a darker area and because it's so dark here um, the fish themselves almost look like um, they almost it almost seems as if they are fake as if they are like um, digital CGI animals it's, it's crazy um, and in the meantime I'm trying to take a picture with my phone just because I can and whoops oh wow this is absolutely fantastic whoa crazy shapes also and this big fish has a blue companion fish so it's just a small fish that is tagging along and uh, maybe it's eating uh, I don't know algae or something I don't know how that works but it's one of those uh symbiotic uh, fish <laughs> with symbiotic behavior where they actually need the bigger fish to uh, to protect them and to I don't know, feed them maybe alright, let's just continue here and we're, it's getting darker and darker and what is very cool, the director last time I was here explains that the lighting here in this aquarium follows the day and night cycle so if it gets dark outside, it gets dark here too, which was a problem because we were filming here towards the end of the day. And so the light outside was getting less and less. And, uh, but so was the light in here and it was getting so dark, which made it, thankfully we had a very good camera um, that had a very high sensitivity. So the images, did look gorgeous, uh, but they actually looked better on camera than they, they looked for us. We were uh, kind of scared that, uh, that that there wouldn't be enough light. But wow, this is amazing! I see these fish. You have the blue fish with a yellow tail. That is the um, oh, what's the name of that fish? That is uh, voiced by Ellen DeGeneres, DeGeneres in um, in uh, the Pixar movie. Who's so forgetful? <laughs> beautiful beautiful and the, the the aquariums are getting bigger and bigger wow absolutely gorgeous and because everything is curved it feels like there are no reflections that's one of the advantages of curved glass and because the rest of the uh, environment is so dark it is almost as if you you know you're in front of your uh TV screen and you turn off all the lights and the only thing you can see is the TV screen wow this is one of the biggest windows here it's a massive coral reef they recreated and the colors are just stunning you've got blue, orange 
yellow, a couple of black fish. And they've got fish in every level. So you've got these ground dwellers that are cleaning the floor. You've got some tiny ones that are all the way up, almost at the surface level. And everything in between. Absolutely beautiful. I think there's also... No, there must be a bigger tank. I think we're getting here. Uh, there should be a tank with uh, sharks. Oh, my phone tells me that I've walked another kilometer. <laughs> Oh, here we go. This is this is the biggest uh, area. Oh man, this is a massive, massive. Uh, this is the, this wall, this glass wall, is about the size of a of a of a movie theater screen. That's how big it is. So I'm standing straight in front of it. I can see sharks. There is actually a boat, a rack of a of a fishing boat here on the floor and here is a shark swimming past me absolutely stunning there's something very I don't know imposing about these big fish this is another big this is not a shark but it's another huge fish it's like the size of my legs <laughs> it's crazy big I don't know how deep it is because the uh, the it's only the front part of the of the aquarium is lit, so you can't really tell where it ends. And because this is a saltwater aquarium, it's a little bit hazy, and so I can see some uh, some sharks near the the bottom of the of the tank swimming there. But I can't really tell. They're, they're, you just see their their contours, and it's only when they approach me that I can see that actually these are sharks. There must be at least five or six sharks here. Small sharks, of course, not the, the big jaws type, but <laughs> imposing nevertheless. Oh, here we are in an area with uh, uh, luminescent fish. So this window is entirely dark, black, but I can see nice blue stripes. This is almost like fireflies. But this is the fish version. And instead of yellow light, they light up with little blue stripes that go on and off and on and off. So this is completely dark, except for the bioluminescence of these, of these fish. And since there are a number of them, it's a fascinating sight again. If you would tell me that this is just CGI, I would believe it, because it's, it's insane. Amazing. Light in the dark. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, I'm following the path, and I think this is where... Oh, no, no, no I have to go to the right, actually. Um, here's a slightly... Oh, yeah, I remember this this aquarium we filmed here because they have actually they've got a beautiful uh, bright spotlight that shines oh look at that massive fish whoa you know what it, it, because it's in 3D it, it's so it's in, so impressive I mean I've seen so many nature movies but and, and television series and documentaries but there, nothing beats seeing this with your own eyes so <laughs> When once we wrapped up the interview, we were walking back to the to the exit, and we were here, but it was much darker than it is right now. 
And so I did not realize that what I was actually walk, walking through a tunnel. So, and then the, exactly this happened. There's this big, uh, uh, what's the, the, the fish the, the, with the big tail? Um, so you've got the triangular fish, I don't know the name. And, and, and it was swimming overhead, just like it's doing now. But since there was no light, I, I, and I was, I was following the people uh, to the exit, I had no idea that there was actually water above me. So I, all of a sudden I see this white belly of that, of that fish floating above me. And I literally, I fell on the ground. I was petrified. I was like sitting there on my knees. My heart rate was through the roof. I was completely freaked out. And then, of course, he, the director told me, well, no, 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 don't, don't worry, it's safe, you know, <laughs> that, that, oh my gosh, I will never forget that. <laughs> and of course, now that I can see more, although it's already getting dark here, um, I do <laughs> laugh about it myself. Okay, so we're going to go to the main exit now, um, because if I look at the clock... Yeah, it's 10 minutes, so they want us to get out, probably. Um, which means I've got to go through the, the jungle one more time in order to get back to my bike. So that's what we'll do. Into the bush, and boah, here's the heat again. <laughs> so I'm really glad I've got that, um, uh, that yearly subscription to the zoo, so now I can come here whenever I want, whenever I need to get out and you are truly in a different environment uh, as you can tell even audio wise if you close your eyes and you listen to the sounds man this is just a, an amazing experience the restaurant is here on my right which is actually also very tasty <laughs> because we were we were media we had a an interview like an official interview appointment we got to eat there with the director, and it was really yummy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I need to go home and cook for myself today. Oh wow, these birds are just on the on the road here in front of me. This is insane. I'm just walking there. Wow, where can you experience something like that? And when they poured the concrete for the paths, <laughs> these birds actually were walking here already because you can see the traces in the that they left in the white concrete look at that big bird it's like literally a step away from where I am walking here and it's uh, it's behaving as if uh, I'm part of the jungle <laughs> no worries whatsoever oh, okay so um, for for about a week I've been thinking about, uh, I talked about that last week, where I was uh, thinking out loud, what should I, which stories am I going to tell? I want to take you with me in experiences. And I, so I was a bit tempted to, to immediately start filming a story here around this visit to the zoo. And I was like, well, maybe I can make a vlog and everything. But then that's the advantage of actually having uh, uh, some time to, to think while I'm riding my bike through the door oh, into the nice cool shadow of this tunnel <laughs> whoa I don't want to know 
what it will feel like in the summertime when it's really hot outside and inside. This is really nice and cool. Uh, and I, while on my way here to the zoo, uh, I was like, you know what? Take it easy. One of, one of the um, issues that I've been uh, dealing with is, is this constant need, this inner voice that tells me this day has to be useful. It has to have a, 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 a product, an end result. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. And so I... The way I counter that, because of course that is a, a recipe for burnout. If you constantly have that idea like, oh, I need to be productive, I need to do that, I need to do this. Um, ultimately, you're burning yourself out on all the smaller stuff. And you don't have any energy left or creative room or space in your head for the bigger projects. The way I counter this is by formulating very small, modest goals. And so I gave myself this goal. Well, today is not about telling a story. In fact, if I am inspired, sure, I'll film myself and maybe I'll record some commentary. If I if I feel like it, I'll re even record a podcast. Well, by the way, that's what I'm doing right now. But it's, uh, uh, it's, it's okay either way. The, my small goal for today is just to get back into handling a camera. That takes time. And if you, if you also have to think about what story am I going to tell, you have, I have had no time to prepare anything. I don't have anyone that can, I could interview. Um, then I'm just, it's not going to be satisfying. I'm going to be frustrated that I've not been able to do what I set out to do. But if I just tell myself I'm going to... Uh, uh, start practicing with the camera and then not just the camera it's the lenses it's the microphones and that in itself is actually a really good end result of, of the day and so um that it's I've, I've, i'm starting to learn how to free myself from this self-imposed uh, uh expectations uh, or expectation nobody even knows that i'm walking around here in the zoo and so there is no pressure. There shouldn't be a, any pressure. And I I can just enjoy and, and visit and use my eyes. And if I get inspired, if I find something to tell, then I will be able to tell a story. If I'm not inspired, I would just force myself to tell a story that is no story, that has no content. So I'm standing here in front of the... Uh, <laughs> It says here it's a, an elderly home for the Asian elephants. So these two old ladies are probably on the other side of the premise here because they used to stand here near the pond, but uh, they are not there. So maybe they're just uh, watching TV or I don't know. I'm heading towards the, uh, the exit. And so um, creating these moments of... Uh, both just giving myself time to reacquaint uh, <laughs> what's the word re to reacquaint myself no mm, to get used again <laughs> to to um, handling equipment that in itself that's enough and um, and I'd, I'd rather save my um, uh, my energy for 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 the moments that I truly am inspired and I have a story that I want to tell and then all this 
practice time will pay off. Even if I want to come back, well, I'm certainly going to go, come back here. Uh, next time, at least I will already have a much better idea of what, what are the nice places there where you can film, how the light behaves during the day. Um, so this is all, you know, it's not for naught, but it doesn't have to always result in, uh, in a production. And I'm, so I'm trying to step away from that, and I feel very much supported by the, uh, uh, by the board. Uh, we, we had a meeting last week where we talked about, uh, you know, these first three months um, and the ambition to create a documentary every month, but that we discovered... And that's part of the of the process. That uh, it was actually harder than we thought it would be. If you hear a little bit of water splashing, it's because there is a, a penguin <laughs> who is uh, having a blast here in the water. <laughs> this is near the entrance, and there's an entire penguin family, um, and they're all sitting there in the last rays of sunlight, except for this one penguin. It was just like, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I'm going to swim. <laughs> It's beautiful. And so, um, again, it's, it's not trying to, uh, to up the bar too much if it's not entirely necessary. So here is a big metal turning thing. And we can go outside. There you go. I wouldn't want to get stuck in there. <laughs> and... I'm still in nature. It's the funny thing. You don't really see the difference between the zoo and the rest of the world because this is still in the middle of the woods. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous part of the Netherlands. Only downside is that it is... Uh, there, there are a lot of hills. <laughs> so There's a lot of climbing involved. But uh, what, I, what I did today in audio form, you know, taking you with me in this zoo, uh, you being surrounded by these... Uh, sounds of nature, the birds, the water, all that. Hopefully, that paint is a picture. And so, even though this it was not meant as a podcast in that told a story, I, I, I still believe that has been an experience. I'd love to see if that if it works like that. If you feel at the end of listening to this podcast that you've been here, um, because that's what what I want to do in the future and I spoke about it uh, last week in uh, in the walk I think this idea of taking you uh, bringing you along and telling the stories that I want to tell bit by bit in small parts and then uh, ultimately sitting down and turning it into a bigger story that's I think that's the way to go these short experiences where you you can, you can look and experience and, and hear and see the world from my perspective. I think that has value. And that's hopefully entertaining and maybe even informative. So why not? Why not do it that way? And um, the perfectionism that has often paralyzed me, uh, that by, telling the, by doing these smaller things, like setting myself a very small goal, I'm just going to the zoo here, I only have three hours, or actually two and a half hours, because I've been in there for a very, very short time. Uh, it, that's enough. It doesn't have to be more than this. I don't have to make a, 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 like a feature documentary here in, in two hours. I recorded a podcast, and I brought you along with me to, uh, to Burger's Zoo. That's how it's called, actually, Burger's Zoo. 
and, uh, and, and, and I hope that is enough for you to be entertained. So, uh, next, the next project, I don't know what it is. I initially wanted to use this, this particular week to go on a trip. I even looked into getting a, maybe a cheap flight to Dublin and then travel Ireland. And then I saw that the weather forecast was pretty terrible for this week. So it's really cold and rainy. Like, I'm not going to spend five days in Ireland with just cold weather and rain and 10 degrees. That's not going to be very productive. <laughs> so I think this kid is a little bit sad that he has to go home. Who <laughs> wouldn't be sad after a nice, beautiful, sunny day here at the zoo? So, um, so I, I scrapped that and I was like, well, maybe I can go and do day trips in the Netherlands. And well, you know, on Monday I was super tired, so tired and so exhausted from the weekend that I, uh, that I just slept for part of the day. Um, and, and so Tuesday, I had some leftover work that I needed to do. And, and today is Wednesday. And I was like, you know what? Heck, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to take my bike, get a subscription to the zoo and bring you along. Now, the reason that I was counting my steps and also measuring the distances is that I did another thing. Uh, I, um, I decided to go uh, walk this big four-day walking challenge in uh not far from here Nijmeg or Nijmeg Nijmegen <laughs> it's a it's another Dutch city and I did that before the pandemic once once before um and it's it's uh, you walk for four days um and these are huge distances you, you walk either 40 kilometers when you're uh, 50 plus like me but you can also choose to walk the official regular distance that most other people will walk, and that's 50 kilometers. And so I decided to go do that. And um, so now I need to get um, in, in action and I need to start training because you can't walk 50 kilometers every day for four days uh, without proper preparation. So I uh, sat down this morning and I put... Uh, all the training sessions I finally I fortunately found a good training schedule for um, officially for 20 weeks now I only have 18 weeks left until that walking event but since I already do a lot of walking uh, recording podcasts and running um, I'm, I'm totally fine if I start in week three there's a helicopter passing over here and um but I decided to do that, give myself another goal. It's not very difficult. It's just, it's going to require a lot of walking and being outside. And I know how beneficial that is for my health and also for my inspiration, for the overall balance in my life. So I'm looking forward to having a reason again to go and, uh, and walk three times a week, big distances. So if there's one thing that you can count on in the next couple of months, it's going to be this particular podcast. And if you are a patron, the extra mile, because I will be walking a lot of extra miles in the, the weeks to come in preparation for this walking event. That's what I wanted to share with you. Of course, my patrons are going to uh, be able to spend another mile with me um, after I'm done recording this if you want to join the community of patrons the people that help me uh, bring you these adventures and share these these uh, stories with you then ch check out uh, patreon.com slash father roderick 
but I guess you already know that. All right, hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for coming along, and I will talk to you soon. Take care, and God bless.